You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I'm your host, Mikey Freddy. Joining me, as always, is Zach Choco Pro Batista. Zach, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's much later when we're recording this, which is a new—it's new for us. Usually, we get this done early in the day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for sure. Usually, usually we're knocking this out at like uh, noon, 10 a.m., and it's like uh, now it's like eight o'clock. And yeah, tired. <laughs> yeah. My bad. My uh, my train back yeah, from no work—it uh, sandbagged me. And I was, I had to get back, and it was just a hassle. Shit happens, bro. Uh-huh. No need to worry. But I was excited, actually, though, to get back from work and to talk with you about wrestling, especially yeah. Choco Pro. This week, we our indie promotion we are taking a look at is Choco Pro, an indie promotion based out of Japan, run by none other than Emi Sakura. Uh, but they're a little more unique than any other indie wrestling promotion because Zach there's no ring nope just a mat uh in a empty-ish room with what looks like a classroom classroom dance room honestly it was some some performance space yes empty and open room so uh the matches are very much there's not a lot of like jumping around the ring though with some a lot of jumping off the walls yeah off the walls off the they like they basically have the mat the wall, and then in that wall they have two windowsills. That's that's what they work with. Very minimal style of wrestling. Yeah, very very bare bones, as they say. Like, uh, not you don't need much more than two people and uh, two good wrestlers and room to work, right? Mm-hmm. No matter where that may be. And Choco Pro is the embodiment of that, right? They, they oh, absolutely need to rely on uh, a lot of. They, they rely on the skill of the wrestlers to show off how good the company is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I respect that. That's really cool. Yeah. It's Chaka Pro very much, like you said, it's a very minimalist setup, but it embodies the fun side of wrestling as well as the serious side of wrestling for some of these matches. Yeah, it definitely, like, like you it, it's definitely a more fun vibe, that is for sure. Yes. But like you said, it can also get very serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have great matches where you don't expect mm-hmm. it, you know? I will say that uh, one of the uh, fun things about watching Chaka Pro is because they are primarily streamed on YouTube. Um, you can go to Chaka Pro's channel, you'll find that they have over 250 episodes up right now. Yeah, if you want to get into Chaka Pro, there is no shortage of content for you to watch to get into it. So that is for sure. They're always on that grind promoting it, and good for them. Uh, but mm-hmm. one of the fun things you can do is uh, the chat, because the chat is just a bunch of loyal Chaka Pro people there, and they it's awesome. The chat's got their own little, like, emote spams when certain people come out, or, like, they call out moves, which are some of the reasons why I know some of these moves in these matches, only because they call them out in the chat, and I'm like, 
This is sweet. Yeah, that was that was cool that you were that on on YouTube you're able to watch the chat replay. Mm-hmm. So you can see people popping off in like in quote unquote real time. I yeah. guess it's very it's a comfy vibe. Yeah, I I enjoy it very much. Uh, it was it was it put out some good matches which we are going to talk about this week. Zach, I believe we picked a nice uh, solid handful of matches to talk about. Mm-hmm. You wanna you wanna tell the people what you brought. So, for this episode, we picked one and two matches, since I picked the majority last week. So, I decided to go with Sayaka versus Chie Koishikawa at Chukapo 250. Uh, this is their anniversary show. Uh, this is their 250th show episode, obviously. And I picked this match, I'm not going to lie, primarily because I wanted to see how much Chie had improved. Because last time we watched Chaka Pro, she had a match against Aki and Suruga, and I thought to myself, Chie's got some promise. And I was excited to see how much better she had gotten over time. Mm-hmm. Enough about that, uh, though. What about your two yeah. matches? My two matches I brought to the table. I brought a tag team match between Drew Parker and Chris Brooks versus Baliana Key and Yuna Mizumori. Uh, this match I picked because I this is not a setting I expected to see a Drew Parker match. Yeah. <laughs> Considering in the past, uh, what we know about Drew Parker is that he's a deathmatch god. Yep. Uh, and he loves to bust himself open and use, like, glass and tacks mm-hmm. and really brutalize his opponent. So, when I saw that he had a match in Choco Pro, I was like, really? So, I, <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't keep away. So, I, mm-hmm. I picked this match. Uh, and my second match I brought to the table was uh, uh, Kiri, Kirihara Toki, Tokiko versus Mei Saruga uh, in a one-on-one match. Uh, this one, I, I knew of Mei Saruga. Uh, I haven't heard of uh, Tokiko, and I was very, I was very interested in looking more into May Saruga, uh, because I've heard so many good things about her and her wrestling style and how good she really is. Uh, so I wanted to see for myself, uh, and that's why I picked this match. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. So why don't we get into it? I believe we decided we were starting off with the tag team match, correct? Yes, the tag team match. So. Uh, the slight context that you get for this is that each episode can sometimes have a different host, depending on who's guest starring it, and the host mm-hmm. for this episode was Chris Brooks. Yes. Uh, this was while Emi Sakura was away, and if I recall correctly, this was his going away party until he would come back again, because he was going over to another promotion to wrestle some more, or go back home, whichever one, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So, the point is, he's leaving soon. Yes, he's leaving soon, so Aki and Mizumori are there to give him his send-off. And Chris Brooks chooses Drew Parker as his partner for the tag match they're going to have. But with a twist. As yeah. Mikey said, Drew Parker is a deathmatch god. He is a champion in, I forgot which promotion it was. He's the deathmatch he champ. He, 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 became, he became, I remember he became double champ in two nights in, two, in like two different continents. Yes. So, he, so he's like, my partner specializes in these types of matches, so I want it to be a hardcore match. And Masa, the guy behind the camera who was apparently second in command to Inchoko Pro's pecking order right behind Sakura, was like, yeah, I'm down for it, and I love Aki, and Yuna are like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean? What are you talking about hardcore match? Just, he, has, he has an advantage here. Just to also put it into perspective here, Aki came in here going for like a normal match. Yuna comes in like with like a whole party attitude. She's got like a big pink inflatable flamingo pool floating she's Which got is incredible by pineapple way. sunglasses a bow so she's ready to have a good time and they're like hardcore match and she's like what what wait i'm not ready for that hold on it's incredible wait. but 
Eventually, they get over it. Aki at one point is like, can I hit you with this belt? And I love how Brooks is like, there are rules. You can't do that. And he's like, what do you mean? There are <laughs> rules. I can't. Oh, my. So, into the match we go. Uh, yeah. First part of this match is, honestly, it's just Brooke versus Yuna. And Brooke is dominating. Thanks to the fact that Chris Brooks is stupidly good at wrestling. And also because he has no problem yanking her hair whenever he can. There's a lot yeah. of hair grabbing in the beginning of this match, now that I think about it. You are right. There sure was. And eventually Yuna uh, throws uh, Chris over his sho- her shoulder, and she like kind of shoulder charges him to the floor, and they tag uh, Aki and Parker in. And it's mm-hmm. much more even when it comes to these two. I honestly felt like the story of this match was like Yuna was trying her hardest to help out Aki. Brooks was backing up Parker and vice versa, but the real rivalry here felt like Parker versus Aki because these two were more evenly matched than the other guys, than the other two were. Yeah. They, they they just beat the crap out of each other. Oh, yeah. Tons of grappling between these two to start off. Each, very much even match. Uh, until eventually... Uh, what is it? Um, Parker actually takes control of this match. After Aki, it's like some cool parkour-themed strikes, such as like... I think he did like a step-up Inziguri off the wall. He hit like an awesome drop kick on Parker. But yep. then Parker bit into his head and like a like a dog... He held on to Aki's head after he tagged Yuna in, and they were trying to, like, yank him off of Aki's head, and he screamed. Parker's just got like, ah, ah. I, I also like tag team matches in this format just because of the fact that, like, there's no ring, so there's no corner for the tag team partner to stand in, so they just mm-hmm. kind of, like, sit off to the side yep. on the floor, and they're like, come on, tag me in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fun. They just kind of chill. Mm-hmm. Chills, like, scream out for their partner, like, you got this, man! Because they're just sitting there, waiting. Uh, if I recall correctly, this is the point where Yuna pulled out a wire with, like, a bunch of plastic pineapples that look like lights. And she's like, you want hardcore? So she starts whipping him with it. <laughs> and then she picks him up and starts doing a dance that, as I learned from the commentator, which would be Masa, the cameraman, and the chat, she calls the Tropical Yahoo! <laughs> the Tropical Yahoo? Yeah. That's so good. Where she, like... She dances with her opponent. She does like the kind of like the Young Bucks point, but she points towards her opponent and goes, Yahoo! And she waits for them to do it. And Parker looks at her like, The fuck? And he just fucking clocks her. I was like, You bastard. How dare you not Parker's embrace like, the what party? Are you, Parker's like, What are you doing? I'm here I'm here to do no DQ matches and make my opponent want, uh, die. But <laughs> she just wants to have a good time and win the match. Yeah. And they. Parker's got no time for this. Chops her across the chest. Side note, every chop of this match looked like it fucking hurt and sounded like yeah, it, too. Yeah, all four of these people just really didn't give, didn't give an inch, yeah. Now, as I said, Yuna was having a good time there. Not, she's about to get into a really bad one because she gets absolutely blasted by Brooks and Parker here. Like She just gets double-teamed, beat up. And eventually, yeah, this was a this was a rough go for you for Yuna. She was trying for a while. so hard, and I I commended her spirit. I also was slightly terrified when she got thrown into the wall, and Parker pulled out a fucking throwing dart, and I was like, that "Bro, was, that was like, oh no, what are you gonna do with that, Parker?" And then he throws it at her, but she moves out of the way. She picks it up, and it's karma for this absolute heinous act on Yuna. She stabs him in the ass with his own dart. She stabs him right in the butt. I love how as she's tagging in Aki after this, like, she's handing the dart to the ref like she's holding a murder weapon. She's like, get this out of she's my like, head. She's like, yeah, she's like, I can't believe I just did that. Like, she was so stunned that she just stabbed him right in the butt. Awesome. 
Uh, bless Aki's heart here because right after she tags him, Aki's like, "All right, gotta get the ball rolling." So he immediately throws hands against both dudes, and then gets double super kicked in the face and dies. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. Listen, man, he tried, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. And then this is the part where we start getting even more hardcore because they double team him. They throw a trash can at his back, put the trash can on his head. Brooks cleans up the mat a bit before breaking the mop against Aki's trash can on his head. I love how chat was like, Emmy's not going to like it when she sees the mess you're making. I was just laughing at the idea of that. Yeah, just like, you guys are really ruining Choco Pro here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Emmy's going to have a lot of work to do when she gets home. Emmy's going to kick their ass when she gets back. Oh, yeah. So... Eventually, the two of them being the little shits that they are throughout this whole match, they look at the sign, and they see Chakapro's got all these sponsors written up on pieces of paper against, like, their glass, like, because they have, like, a yeah, this big is like, glass this is like window the, on the this front. This is, like, their supporter wall, yeah. basically. Like, anyone who, like, supports them, they put their name on the wall and mm-hmm. just kind of leave it there. So Brooks looks, picks out two of these sponsors, tears them off. The cameraman, and I think it was Chia, was like, <gasps> you can't do that, dude. Yeah. That, that that sponsor wall, uh, it'll, we'll come back to that later as well, mm-hmm. because there's another another match that has a, a spot with it. But it seems to be a very a very sacred thing in in the Choco Pro world. Is that sponsor wall? You don't disrespect the sponsors; they keep the clearly not. There, damn it. No, no, they yeah, you don't disrespect the sponsors. You're correct. They 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 get very upset when you do. Mm-hmm. So he shoves the paper into Aki's mouth and forearms him right in the jaw. Got him. Yeah, clocked. Uh, so it was a great forearm, really. Oh, fantastic forearm! So after that, it's like Aki just cannot catch a break. Like they're just using weapons; they're just beating the shit out of him. There's a fun spot here where Brooks has him in like an ankle lock, and Parker grabs the mop and like wipes it across his face. They had some hard hitting strikes here. That was a great. That was a great spot between Parker the, the, with the with the Swiffer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how disrespectful, you motherfuckers. Uh, eventually, I think at one point, Brooks runs through Aki with, like, a Choco Pro banner and a pole that he, like, lays yeah, over his I, body. <laughs> one of my favorite things was that it was a hardcore match, but, like, but since there was no ring or nowhere to get any weapons, really, they just kind of used whatever was in the room. Yeah. So there was a point where, like, Brooks flung, like, a plastic trash can at Aki's head. There was a point, like, like we, we talked about the Swiffer, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, like... I don't know. What's in the room? Use whatever. Mm-hmm. Do it. Have fun. Don't care. Don't like, care. Have fun. <laughs> use whatever you feel like using. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like, like, God, Aki literally just can't catch a break until finally, after a brutal exchange of strikes with Brooks, Aki catches him in mid-jumping knee and hits him with a backbreaker and tags in Yuna. Who blitz attacks yeah. Brooke and Parker, and even though Brooke and, Brooks and Parker tries to spoil her vibe here, she takes the wind out of Brooks the headbutt to the gut, and a power slam, and then she rolling sentons onto Parker. Valiantly, she great, headbutts great Chris. Little, great little burst of offense. Yeah, she she like headbutts Chris in the face in the gut again. She goes for like kind of like an Alabama slam, I think here, but uh, on Alabama slamma. Mm-hmm. But uh, she gets taken out by Brooks and Parker, who double shield. Uh, oh no, my bad. But. Uh, Parker try- stops this, but she can't. They can't stop as Yuna knocks them both down with a double shoulder tackle off the windowsill. Uh, however, she does get stopped when Chris gets his knees up to block an off the wall splash from her, and then he knocks her down with the shotgun drop kick. Uh, yeah, that that was a good drop kick too. Mm-hmm. Parker, every every drop kick I saw this this 
in these matches was like nuts. Yeah, literally there was not a single whiffed shotgun drop kick or drop drop kick in general. Which the way they like curl themselves up, they curl themselves up so tight and just like wham. Yeah, like it's like like just... feet directly into chest. Mm, it's a uh, f- literally a trigger. Yeah. Uh, Parker has a bit of an issue here trying to keep the pacing of the match under control because Yuna is trying to fight back her best, and I was rooting for her in this match. I was like, you keep trying your best. I believe in you. Takes it out with a super kick and a running Meteora then. <laughs> but he does miss a Royal League senton off the top, so she shoulder tackles him and tags in Aki, who hits a combination of strikes, but on the last one, he whiffs, and Parker throws him into the wall. European uppercuts him in the face, hip attacks him in the side of the head. He goes for the running meteor again, but then Aki slams him back first onto his knee. Like, this this is, like, a little taste for you of, like, the shit that these two are doing against each other. Mm-hmm. And it keeps going round and round until eventually, after all of this, if I recall correctly, Aki, as he's falling after getting Pele kicked in the face, locks uh, Parker in his Aki lock, which is, like, a combination of, like, a LaBelle lock where he traps the arm and an Indian death lock. Thank you, Chaka Pro Chat, by the way, because I would not have known Thank that was... Thank you, Chaka Pro Chat. Yeah, really coming in clutch. Uh, and the chat's going wild. I'm like, oh, shit. Wait, he might win this. And then Parker gets saved by a running knee from Brooks to the side of Aki's face. So brutal. Parker double stomps him in the chest, hits him with a swinging netbreaker. Yuna breaks the pin and tries to help Aki out. And then Brooks and Parker gang up on her. But Brooks puts them both down in the end by... Basically, he throws Yuna into, like, a... I think it was a DDT position from Aki. Mm-hmm. And Aki's holding her there, and Brooks, I believe, hits him with a cutter. Oh, no. Yeah, Brooks... th- th- he, th- that was when... Br- was that when uh, Parker, like, hopped over Bro- like hopped he over Brooks' back and then he, hit the um, cutter? Yeah, he did the, uh, the the hardy step off your opponent. But instead of doing the whisper in the wind, he... Not the whisper, in the, um, the leg drop. The poetry in motion? Yeah, instead, that's the word. Instead of doing poetry in motion, he hit him with a fucking cutter that took them both out. Yeah, which was sick. that was cool. Love it. I love creative spots like that. And at this point, these two are no longer playing around, as in they're like, fuck it, pull the mats up, and they find a pair of stool, like a set of stools in the room, so they just set up into a pyramid. <laughs> Parker then's like, hold on, I got this. And he runs out onto the street, and you're like, the fuck is he doing? And he comes in with a bicycle <laughs> that he just got off the street. <laughs> yeah, just like how he just left. Just like, he was like, bye guys, I'll be right back. Gets a like, when you go to 7-Eleven? Like, what the yeah, fuck? What the you mean you'll be right back? And either he found someone on the street with a bicycle and was like, give me that. Or he just found a bike that was just there and was like, I'll be taking that now. <laughs> the idea that Chris Brooks either stole a bike or either, like, stole a bike off of someone <laughs> or just, like, stole a bike in general to 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 win this match is very funny to I think me. it was Parker that got the bike. But it's still funny. The yeah, no Brooks of that. got the Brooks got the bike, and then because later in the mat, later Brooks tries to ride it, and he rides it into Parker. Yeah, yes. They bless their hearts. These two, they're like they they had this vision. They're like, okay, we're gonna. He does r- like the Three Stooges style. Yeah, they're like, like, we're gonna ram Aki with this bike. <coughs> so they first like, all right, we'll hit him into the into the pyramid of stools, and Parker fucking whiffs it and bro, runs right into the pyramid tower. So then Brooks is like, beats and I's like, I got this. Rides the bike. Into Brooks, into Parker's face instead, because Aki moves out of the way. Like they, they, they really wanted this spot, and they were just denied at every turn. Like during this spot, the only thing I could think of was like the right, just like circus music as they just like crash into each other, and and Chris Brooks runs over Drew Parker with a bike. It's 
wild. Or the Betty Hill it's music. hilarious. Yeah, the Betty Hill music's good, too. Especially when they're, like, getting the mat up and they're pulling out the bike from the street. Yeah. But at this point, Aki, like, lets out, like, a battle cry. He's like, alright, we're gonna fucking win this match. <laughs> Come on, Yuna, get up. And Yuna's like, yeah. As she's getting from getting her ass kicked. We got this. So they get... Yuna, Yuna was a gem this whole match. I, like, was she gonna... Like, was she going to compete against these two from the way somehow the match was going with her? And probably not, but man, did she have the spirit to make up for that. I lo- yeah. I was like, you go, I, I'm i on your side. I was all I was all in on Yuna winning Yuna this match. Yuna was great, yeah. So, they push the match back up. Aki slams him onto the mat. Yuna runs outside, gets her pool floaty, which she couldn't get through the door, which we forgot to mention during her entrance. So she pulls it through. This time she actually makes it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It actually gets through the door. And I love how she sees fucking Parker just laying on the ground. So she just runs with the pool floaty and just full-on belly flops onto him. And then yeah. Aki stacks on top of him. And I'm like, oh, that's actually clever if they beat him with that. That was a, that was a great spot. Mm-hmm. Of the, but Brooks just, breaks it up. So Aki gets onto the, So they beat up Brooks. Aki gets up onto the windowsill. And Yuna's like, hold on. And she gives him... Her pool floaty. She's like, I give you permission to use it. So he's like, I got this. Does a splash <laughs> off the windowsill with the pool floaty. It actually stays underneath him, and he fucking whiffs it. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, uh, Parker is able to, either Parker or Brooks, one of the two, is able to move out of the way and not fucking uh, take, heartbreaker. take this splash. Right there. <laughs> so at this point, Aki is out of the match, and Yuna's now at the mercy of Brooks and Parker. And in the most heel fucking move I've seen... In a while. These... In about a decade, yeah. Assholes. Bless you two, by the way, because this actually made me go, how fucking dare you? They go... So, Parker runs outside again to get, I assume, whatever the fuck else he brought. He just brings with him everywhere. He gets a fucking... <laughs> All the weapons he yeah. just has in he his has bag. a fucking... TSA's a nightmare, really. Just on his person. And they've got Yuna on her pink floaty... Brooks is holding her in place. They get the skewers up. I'm like, are you really about to just put these in her head in the middle of this show? And then the fucker puts the spears on the fucking flamingo's head. And then head even, even worse. And pops it. Unbelievable. Absolute bastard. I was so upset. Yuna was fucking crying. Her, like, I felt like she was she crying was her absolutely soul absolutely devastated, yeah. Total wreck. And these two are, like, posing to the camera behind and laughing like, ah, <laughs> Look at us, we're we're heels, baby. I'm like, how fucking dare you? How could you? That was a step too far, even for you. So, now engulfed in rage, she takes them both on with huge forearms, and while Parker catches her when she goes for a crossbody and slams her, Aki, from the dead, throws a chair into his hands and dropkicks the chair into Parker's face. Throws the chair at his head, H-Steel style. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have that, oh. (laughs) <laughs> so out, out of nowhere, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Anywho. So then, Brooks comes in with the ring bell and tries to brain Aki with it. Aki dodges it and grabs the bell, but and he pulls it down to the like to his waist, so Parker takes the hammer of the bell and swings and hoops the bell into his balls. That was a funny spot. Very funny spot. So you and there Brooks, was some very good... They got really creative, yeah. and it was awesome. You and Brooks then go back and forth with some strikes, and put Chris's chops, and Heine temporarily beat her forearms. 
However, he does lose then to her Lariat right after this, which means it's just Parker and Aki, the two rivals of this match, as far as I was concerned. Though granted, universe of these two was the is the feud of the match at this point. Yeah. So the two then hit fucking massive chops on each other from their knees to their feet until no- Aki knocks him down with a beautiful looking drop kick. And yeah, then when it doesn't put him away, these drop kicks are nuts. Oh, like, like we said before, mm-hmm. all of the drop kicks. Aki are nuts. gets after this the stiffest looking table I've ever fucking seen. This table was like the typical New Japan table, like the solid looking wood, but it had a metal like bench underneath it. And I was like, oh, that's a heavy duty table. So yeah. uh, so much so that Aki picks up Parker and just straight up power slams him onto this table. And the table is like, I am the table, motherfucker. I am the table. But it was planned this time. But it was, I am the table, but it, I, was, I wasn't supposed to break anyway. <laughs> So Aki gets up on the windowsill, goes to splash, misses, hits the table that refuses to break. Parker gets up on the table with Aki, gets him in a pile driver position. The fucking tail's legs, table's legs give out, you fuck. So Parker pile drives him onto the actual board itself and wins the match for his team. What a fun yeah. fucking match, not gonna lie. Yeah, the pile driver on the board was a great way to end it, I think. Uh, and it was a solid matchup, it was fun, uh, you know... Besides, besides the the monster, uh, the Absolute monster Chris tragedy. Brooks popping popping the the flamingo. It was mm-hmm. that was just rude. Yeah, the match was really really entertaining, and a lot of his attributes like these. Everyone in this match just worked really well with each other. They sold all the spots well. The character work, the facial expressions were great. I will say yeah. though, one small complaint is that the strikes and the wrestling sometimes wasn't the smoothest. Where I was like. Okay, I could give or take that, but, like, it was fun to watch, basically, was the point I'm making here. Like I, yeah, watched... I still don't think it looked bad. Yeah. It was a fun match, even if the fucking Flamingo died. I Bastard. I still can't believe that. Worst part was, after the fucking... I, I watched to see who won the fucking chocolate tournament for the chocolate, like, rock, paper, scissors tournament, and fucking Chris Brooks won it, and he smashed the chocolate up and left. No! Absolute bastard what a what a heel by the way for those of you that are slightly confused chaka pro being the fun promotion it is has this thing where they have a rock paper scissors torn between everyone that wrestled that day and whoever wins it gets the chaka pro chocolate the chocolate the chaka pro chocolate pro so mikey after all of that what would you give this match doubloons rating wise uh i think i would i think I, honestly i would give it probably like a three and a half Actually, I thought it was a solid matchup, and I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, like you said, it looked a little rough here and there, but like you know, fun look times. where they're wrestling, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, I I, I'm, I was into it though. I'm I had the exact <laughs> same thought process too. Yeah, uh, it gets the three. It's the half though because like I was just won over by everyone in this match, especially Yuna. Yuna, literally, I was legit. I was devastated by that by the spot where she was crying. I was like, how? I was like, no. Let her win! Yeah, that was so brutal. Oh my god, what fucking heels. Anyway, let's now head on to the next match. That would be Kirihara, yeah, Tokiko, and against going against May Saruga. Chaka mm-hmm. Pro 196. Yeah, alright, so let's get into this one. So, uh, I learned... May Saruga, great entrance, by the yes, way. Yes, great entrance. I learned something fun about these two, actually. So some guy in the comment section was like, this is like fun, this match did a good job of portraying the rivalry of experience versus maturity. 
So I got curious and went to go looking on their cage match to see how long these two have been wrestling. It turns out mm-hmm. Mesa Ruger, despite the fact that she is, I believe, in her 20s, and Kirihara being in her 40s, May has actually been wrestling one year longer than her. So she's technically yeah. her senior when it comes to wrestling. Which is interesting. So this match ended up playing out with May being the more experienced one year, underestimating her opponent. And because of that, this turned into an actual match that she had to fight really hard for because she made one really bad... She very poorly assumed her opponent couldn't get out of something and paid a very big price, which we'll get over get to in a second. Yeah. And get to the spot where it happens. So, we get a light back and forth between these two, and Kirihara has the size and strength advantage, but May has a lot more technique and experience slash, like, you know, like, tricks up her sleeve. Like, for instance, like, when, like, May's in, like, a wrist lock, Kirihara has it in pretty tight, so May kicks off the windowsill and arm drags her to get out of the hold. Like, kind of completely took her off guard, like, oh, shit, she'll use the fucking environment against me. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? Like, that's the whole thing of Choco Pro, mm-hmm. right? So May then beats her down some more, locks her legs around her waist, and then kind of, like, rolls her around the mat in, like, a circle. And she's, like, smugly smiling, like, got her hands on her face. Just, like, la-da-da, not even hard. And Kirihara just stomps on her back, and she's like, ow, ow, fuck, fuck, stop! She beats her ass some more. Yeah. My, just, just really, just really going in. Yeah, gets her in, like, a very tight grip, like, cross-jacket surfboard hold. Uh, but Kirihara turns it around. Actually, no, I believe Kirihara puts her in it. May turns it around quickly. Kirihara, then I proceed, because I can't May understand. turns it around quickly and then puts in her own straight yeah. jacket lock. Because, and then as Kirihara is in this hold, I can't understand Japanese, but she said something that, like, May's face just drops, like, oh, you want to fucking play that game, huh? So she lets her go and just stomps the fuck out of her. And I need, now, now I'm curious as to what she said, because I tried to put on, like, the auto-translated captions, and they were no help. Yeah, it was, I was like, oh, damn, I don't know what, <laughs> words were spoken, and she was not pleased. So, after she beats the, she stomps on her, and then rolls around again, does the same spot, but she's too dizzy at this point to actually stop it. May opens the window, and then drop toeholds Kirihara onto the windowsill itself. And she sees mm-hmm. one of the sponsors' papers up. So she takes it off the wall, slam dunks it once, it doesn't break. So she's like, oh, I'll put it up on the wall. It doesn't stay up, so Chie, the ref now at this point, catches it and gives it to her. So she slam dunks it onto it, and I don't know how the fuck this worked for her, but she split the paper almost perfectly down the center. Yeah, and then she goes for the pin, and the ref just doesn't count it because the ref is too busy standing there just like... Stunned <gasps> you because fuck. because they ripped one of the supporter papers. It's like, man, how could you? He's like, cover her, pin her. He's like, come on, count. I'm pinning her. And like, and the ref, the ref is just like, but you, okay. You, and she walks over it. and makes like, it. like it's fucking over now. She's gonna kick out. God damn it. The poor fuck. ref was like, but you, but you broke it. Oh, May was like, God fucking damn it. So at this point now, May is firmly in control and she is just absolutely targeting Kirihara's arms. One specifically, I think it was her like her left arm. We've got hold strikes using the windowsill itself. She is just absolutely battering this woman's arm, probably to set up for her finisher, the apple mutilation, which is a cattle mutilation submission hold. But things a very good name for it. Yes, it is. But things take a turn when May goes for her Totsugeki bulldog. If any of you played Guilty Gear, you've heard. You've heard. If you've played Guilty Gear and you know May. The girl with the dolphins who goes, Totsugeki, and she fucking throws the dolphin at you, and it's bullshit. I, I'm sorry, what? 
if you look up Guilty Gear, Totsugeki, you'll you'll see her. Now she needs a dolphin floaty to do that with. Yeah. May, I realize now why she takes this move, because literally they're just the same name. But she goes for this thing. She says, Totsugeki, the crowd says it. She runs over, and Kirihara blocks it completely. She's like, not fucking happening. Yeah, it's she, almost like if you call out your finisher, the opponent mm-hmm. might know you're about to do it. Then so don't let you hit it. Kirihara fucking iron claws May's head as she's still in the air. This was so brutal. Just grabbing yeah. her by the face. Yeah, literally. Like, she, like, tried to matrix dodge it. She just looked down and just grabbed it. Just started, like, just shaking her back and forth. Like, slamming her into, like, an invisible wall in the air. STOs her into the mat. I was like, fucking hell. God damn. That was... Yeah, just, like, the STO. It wasn't even, like, an STO where they both fall. She literally just, like, grabbed her by the face and was just, like... Yeah, like, <laughs> just oh. bats her into the ground. It's like Jesus. Fair enough to her though, because Bay was being to quote chat a little gremlin this entire fucking match. That is fair. Constantly taunting her opponent, constantly just being an absolute bitch to her. To be honest. <laughs> so after this, she knees May in the gut, gets her in a body slam position. She actually screams Totsugeki, which means, by the way, I think it means like attack charge in Japanese. And she nearly oh. rams May face first into the corner, not the corner, the cameraman. The cameraman runs away. She turns around and slams May into the mat. I thought this was hilarious. She, because May was like, oh, get out of the fucking way. <laughs> She's getting yeah. rammed into the camera. Yeah, like, move, move, move. And it's just bam. Yeah. So, after this, we get a struggle between Kirihara and May. Where Kirihara's trying to lock in, like, an abdominal stretch. And May keeps staying out of it by, like, attacking her injured arm. And she ends the stalemate by rolling up Kirihara. So, the two then exchange meaty forms with each other. And eventually, Kirihara tries to kick her, but May catches it and shoves her to the ground. And May goes to the kill here. She immediately locks her in a Gato Invincible, which is an Indian deathlock, no hands, where you basically bridge on the ground. Except May then turns that, tries to turn that into the Apple Mutilation. But Kirihara sees this, and she immediately gets out of it by getting to the wall, I believe it is, and breaking the hold. Uh... So after this, hold on, make sure I get this right. So, May then slams her into the wall, drop kicks her into the wall, uppercuts her in the face, and then slam dunk axe handles her back. And again, she goes for apple mutilation, and Kirihara blocks it, so May runs around the ref, and she kind of like does like a ring around the rosy thing where she uses the ref as like a pole to swing mm-hmm. around and jump off the wall to crossbody her. And this is where May makes her fatal error of underestimating her opponent. Because she yeah, thinks, she all does. right. I'll go for the crossbody again. One more time. One more time. What could go wrong? And Kirihara catches her by like, in like a, she she basically, she catches her and she rams May feet first into the wall. And I think to myself, that's odd, but okay, I'm down for it. And then she ruthlessly locks her in one of the most painful looking single leg and then double leg heel hook hold. Yeah, that heel hook was vile. It was literally, it was like all of Kirihara's frustration and anger with May just taunting her throughout this match just came out as she's just screaming bloody murder, yanking on this heel, and May at this point realizes that she's in the dead center of the mat and cannot fucking move. And it is killing her that she's in this mm-hmm. hole. She's crawling her way, trying so hard, and finally gets to the outside, and for the rest of this match, May's leg literally does not recover. And is the one reason why Kirihara stays in this match so much. Because she gets on it and like a shark smelling blood in the water, she's on that leg. May cannot yeah. catch a break here. She then goes to the Iron Claw STO again. 
but on the actual STO, May moves out of the way and double leg locks around her waist to nearly roll her up. The two of them are now hurting now. May can't stand really well, and Kirihara's left arm is kind of fucked. So they go for the kill this time. May throws her over her shoulder and locks her in apple mutilation, but unfortunately, as she goes to bridge on the injured leg, it gives out, so she has to let go. She then sprints at Kirihara when she gets up, except Kirihara pulls out a fucking ogoshi or a hip toss and slams her ass to the mat and (laughs) goes to pin her. May kicks out, instantly locks the heel hook in again. I'm going to be honest, if this wasn't her finisher, it should be. Mm-hmm. Because fuck me, this hold still looks brutal. But this time, May gets out of it much faster. She's learned, alright, don't underestimate the heel hook. Never. So she rolls around, Never underestimate the heel hook. Jackneck covers Kirihara, she kicks out. So May anxiously waits for her to get up, and then kicks out her legs with a drop kick. And then... May goes to put her in album mutilation, I believe, and Kiriara pulls out a fucking cross-faced chicken wing while she's on the ground, and it nearly catches May off guard that she nearly is going to tap for this. Mm-hmm. It was actually, in, some guy was called it the Cobra Twist, which I looked up and it looks similar to, but that looks much worse to be in, to be honest. Yeah, that was vile. It was, it was a whole, it was rough all the way around. Mm-hmm. May nearly gets caught off her guard, like I said. Not losing a beat, though. She gets out of it instantly. Locks in the apple mutilation, but this time it's a single arm version. But Kiriar gets the rope break again. So then May kicks off the wall and double stomps her right in her lower back and locks it in again, but this time she hammer locks one of her arms. So she's basically stuck in the middle of this ring. May's bridging her head right into this arm and is just pushing in, and she finally taps. Yeah. That finish was fucking awesome. It was a great finish. Uh, a lot of awesome submission holds. It was just. It was a slog. This yeah, match. it was a absolute. Uh, it was it was a long one. I went on it a ride for this match. I'm not gonna lie. It started with me going like, "This is good. This is fine." To okay, this is pretty great. To that was fucking awesome. By the time the match ended for me, oh my god, bro, the fucking what got me was that heel hook hold being so nasty, mm-hmm. and them just telling that story for the rest of the match. I was like, "That's that's good. I like that shit." Yeah. What'd you give it, Mikey? Uh, I gave this one four. Four doubloons out of five. This one was solid, great, uh, awesome technical work, awesome just wrestling in general. I'm uh, going to agree. I'm going to so go four. I'm going to go four and a quarter doubloons. Nice. I really, really like this match. Much more than I initially had expected because I was like, Maester is great. No idea who Kirihara is. Kirihara, good job. Hard, yeah, Kirihara definitely like hard impressed me this one. Mm-hmm. And now to our finale but first commercial break all right let's get into we are now back from the break why don't we get into our last match of the day zach you want to introduce it sayaka versus chie koishikawa at choco pro 250th anniversary yeah this was a this was a, a solid one mm-hmm. uh and uh sayaka i've heard a little bit about coming into this uh, and like you said, Chie, we've seen a match of hers before on this show. Yes. Uh, so I was, I was, I was excited to get into this one. Same. Though I hadn't heard much about Sayaka, but I had obviously, as I said, I taught, I had heard about Chie. Uh, fun fact about this, uh, this episode though, they actually had a crowd for this one. Yeah, they yeah, a, they did. That was that was really cool. I've, Seeing like a bunch of people in the stands was uh, great. There was like two rows of chairs. I was like, <coughs> oh my god, you got a crowd for your 250th episode. Let's go. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Choco Pro. And they took advantage of that right at the start of the match because the two of them basically start to shove each other and they take turns pushing each other into like each side. Like each side of the ring has a different set of chairs to the crowd. They took turns pushing each other into there. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you you go over there. No, you mm-hmm. go over there. No, you go over there. And then the most unorthodox way I've ever seen to stun your opponent, Chie screams in Sayaka's ear. And Sayaka... A, listen, man, that's a good way to do it. Honest to God, yeah. Like, just screaming your opponent's ear and then grab him. It's like, ah, that's fair. But Sayaka quickly counters her wrist lock with one of her own. And Chie has a very unorthodox style of wrestling. It's very playful. So she gets out of the, this by, like, spinning them both in a circle... Like, round and round, and then she arm drags Saika. She then gets her in a bow and arrow hole, but Saika counters it with a pin before then stomping her into the ground after Chie kicks out. She then sits on top of Saika's back and proceeds to mess with her like she's a toy. Kind of like a rocking horse, to be honest. Except she starts, yeah. like, poking and prodding at Chie's face, and I'm like, oh, that's a bad idea. Chie's gonna kick your ass for that. Oh, and she uh, very much almost mm-hmm. did. So she finishes up, she slams Chie into the mat, and begins to work over her back until Chie mule kicks her away, and then she does, like, the... If you've ever done, like, judo warm-up exercises, this is called a shrimp. She, like, shrimps away from Sayaka. She, like, kind of, like, does, like, little crunches on the ground away. Except Sayaka then walks over, like, the fuck did you... I'm right here. But Chie then gets the advantage by throwing her into the wall and then drop-kicking her back into said wall. Now that she's down, Chie grabs her leg and she spins her in a circle to disorient her. Mm-hmm. Then she lays her flat as a board on the ground. So he kind of like looks at her legs and like, what the fuck is she doing? And then, and then, I can't do the fucking thing. I did it wrong. Hold on. And then <laughs> she chops her on her fucking thigh. Yeah. Uncalled for, but effective. Incredibly uncalled for, but That's incredibly the, effective. That is the equivalent of someone slapping your bare foot as hard as they fucking can when you're least expecting it. Oh. Like, you're not going yeah, to run at them because it's like, oh, fuck, why would you yeah, do it's that? Like, it's like, oh, now my foot hurts. Mm-hmm. She then starts to target Sayaka's leg by first rolling onto them and then grabbing her leg and slamming it back and forth onto the ground. But Sayaka starts to fight back by drop kicking her leg and putting her in the Sayaka lock. By basically putting the drop kicked leg in a knee bar figure four combination, it's very good looking to be honest. Like all the submissions in this in a Chukapur are quite good. Oh yeah, but oh, Chie, yeah, they, are, they are submission artists over mm-hmm. there for sure. So Chie doesn't take this though. She, defiantly, she reverses the hold on Sayaka, and this becomes this becomes Chie desperately trying to block Sayaka's finishing room because Sayaka keeps trying to lock this in. She's like, it's like. It's at the tip of her fingers to lock this in and potentially win it. She ain't knows it. So it's a back and forth, scrappy, violent affair between these two. Which I really liked it because Chie was selling how much danger she was in. Like, Sayaka, everyone in the chat I saw, or a lot of people were saying, like, oh, no, she's, like, getting there experience-wise. So this young upcomer, upcomer goes against Chie, who I assume is more a veteran to Chaco Pro and wrestling in general, and is that scared of this move. that She's like, nope, fuck that. Get me the fuck out of here. You know, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, though, Saika does actually get the Saika lock in. And, God, she, when she locks in, it's fully locked in. And she then traps Chie's arm on the same side of the leg that she's locking in on. And barely Chie gets a rope break. Credit to her, though, the first thing she does is counter a slam from Chaika, from Saika with a fucking guillotine chokehold. 
I was like, that's one. Listen, man, that's one way to do it. I was like, shit, that'll put him the fuck out. Yeah, sure will. Then she rolls her up, and then when she kicks out, she turns that into an Indian Deathlock sharpshooter, which damn near mobilizes Sayaka. She literally like sits on her legs, and she's just stuck there. But yeah. Sayaka drags and claws her way to the outside of the mat. So Chase stiffly chops her when she gets to her feet, and Sayaka wipes her out of the huge lariat. That being said, Sayaka also goes down because her leg is still hurting from the damage done from Chie. That means when they both get to their feet, they just start to slug it out with strikes. Really solid strikes. Chops from Chie's forearms from Sayaka. A forearm. Singular forearm from Sayaka. Because every time Chie hits like several chops, Sayaka just wipes her momentum out with a forearm. Sayaka does get the upper hand from this exchange, but Chie makes one hell of a comeback. She gets underneath Sayaka, hoists her leg up in like a stretch muffler position, which I believe is Sayaka is a... Is Chie's finisher? At least she she won nearly won the match we first watched with her with this move. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love how when she hoisted her up while standing in the stretch muffler, she like slammed her face first into the mat while holding her one leg, and then went to lock the stretch muffler in. Yeah, it's like ah oh, shit. Chie tries to fully lock this holding because what she does is she takes her hand that's holding the ankle and the hand that's holding the th- uh, the thigh of her opponent. And she locks her hands together, so they're basically stuck there. And just as she's about to lock it in, Sayaka gets a mat out, basically. Like, she gets a rope break. Mm-hmm. They trade rolls with each other, but again... Rope, yeah, oh, so a rope break isn't necessarily a rope break yeah. in this one. It's just, like, out of bounds. Yeah, ring out. Ring. Yeah. So, they then roll. They then trade rolls with each other, but again, Chie gets flattened by a form from, so- from Sayaka. She cannot get the better of this. And she gets rocked by a beautiful dropkick from her after this. So, the next time Sayaka goes for a forearm, Chie has finally learned that this forearm is a fucking problem. So she kicks it away and heads onto this, the windowsill. That this forearm is a fucking problem. <laughs> Here, Sayaka tries to suplex her off it, but Chie knocks her away and goes for a diving crossbody that misses. But, instead of just laying there, she goes low and nearly rolls Sayaka up instead. After a slam for Sayaka, though, Chie has to fight back with numerous chops again, but this time Sayaka... This time... <laughs> She asked Sayaka to hit her. Like she's like, "Come on, hit me more!" And I'm Bring like, "Bring it on!" Because I think she said she said something in Japanese. I remember. I remember it being like, "Oh yeah, that means more." I'm like, "Why are you asking for more?" So Sayaka sets up, fucking nails her with a forearm. Brutally, just like, just like, fine. You want more? Yeah. Just like winding it up. Oh no, but she's not done yet, though, Mikey. She grabs Chie by the wrist as she's falling and just keeps pulling her up to her feet so she could keep forming her in the face like a punching bag. Like a speed bag. Yeah, literally. Uh. But she gets too carried away. And Chie eventually on one form grabs her by the arm and rolls her up with a fucking seatbelt roll-up and wins the match. And Sayaka looked fucking devastated by this. Just completely out of nowhere. What a What a win. Literally, that was... I like this a lot because it sold really how much Saika put a value on this match on winning this. Chie mm-hmm. was like, Chie was so happy that she had won this match, and Saika was literally like mid, either crying or just upsetly loud, uh, like loud, yelling very sadly that she had lost. Facing the yeah, match, she was she clearly wasn't expecting to lose here. No, victory was pretty much like within her grasp. Mm-hmm. It was a good it was a very it was a again a fun match at the start that became a fucking war by the end an absolute slugfest yeah good character work between these two like Chie played like the veteran 
what's the word here? The veteran, um, just the person. She's just the hero that refuses to say, like, refuses to lose, no matter how much punishment she takes. And Sayaka did a really good job at playing like the, <laughs> the dangerous newcomer, who put everything into this match. Mm-hmm. And even though she lost, it was a great match. Great match, great showing for Sayaka, yeah. The fun, par- funny part about this is, too, I'm pretty sure Chie wins the the uh, the chocolate rock, paper, scissors tournament against Sayaka in the finals after this, too, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> wow, the runbacks. Literally could not catch a fucking break. You know, like I said, shout out to the live chat people. A lot of these moves I would not have known without them. These two, though, put on a great match. And before I forget, this match gets a three and three quarters blooms from me. Yeah, uh, this one's gonna get a four for me. I really liked it. I really liked how it just kind of went from like, oh, haha, like may, like me, like sort of like Chie underestimating, or Chie like going up against Sayaka and Sayaka kind of underestimating Chie, and then Chie just absolutely showing that she is nothing to be fucked with. Yeah, Chie is like, um, I don't know what how she's like a rock that you just keep hitting over and over and it just refuses to break and eventually you punch this rock so hard you kick it and it hurts you and you're like ah fuck and you just walk away like fuck that you're like god damn it fucking bitch kick it again fuck <laughs> but yeah that was a really really good time Chaka Pro is a fantastic fantastic promotion they stream if I recall correctly I think it's like every Tuesday I think they stream but they stream in Japan time so for east coasters that'll be like at like three in the morning well guess i know what i'm doing at 3 a.m today (laughs) it's like the shows usually last from like one to two hours it's a nice watch they have like amas between like all the people that have in the promotion whether it be sakura alian may it's chaka pro is a really special promotion that i hope keeps going strong you Choco Pro, the cool thing about Choco Pro that I love so much is that you can clearly tell that every single person involved with Choco Pro uh, loves wrestling Mm -hmm. and loves anything, just loves wrestling through and through. And you can you can see the passion that comes through for Choco Pro in every show, right? Like 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 even though it has this like goofy vibe, I think that just adds to it and makes me feel like way more. Way more like, wow, all of these people are just having so much fucking fun, yeah. right? Like, it's so great. It embraces, like Mikey and I have said on the show many times, we haven't said it in a while, there are two sides of wrestling that you can have. You can either have the super serious, grapple, hard-hitting strikes, war of attrition, and then you have the type that's just so fucking ridiculously out there and fun and just doesn't take itself seriously in the slightest, and it does a good job of melding both of them together. Like you said, it's just... I, I, these matches were like 20 minutes long, and I didn't even notice the time had gone by for half of them. I was like, oh yeah, shit, the match is almost done. Because because it's just a bunch of people having a good time, right? It doesn't feel like a big... It doesn't, like, it doesn't have the feeling of like a super overproduced like main event with like a bunch of crazy spot fests. No you huge know, crowds, like, no pyro. No huge crowds, yeah. It's just a bunch of people having fun wrestling, and that is just such a good vibe. Oh yeah. 100%. Give them some love. They're always pl- pl- uh, plugging on Twitter, on YouTube. Give them a shout. Give them at least a chance. It's yeah, I promise you you won't for- you won't regret it. Regret it. Now, you won't regret it and you won't forget it. Exactly. Now, let's talk about the promotion we're doing next week. Yeah, next week we got a good one. Next week we're heading all we're going from Japan all the way to Maine. 
and we are taking a look at Limitless Wrestling. Mm-hmm. See, Limitless Wrestling has actually got a very... This is. It's funny that we picked this when we picked this. Limitless Wrestling is actually celebrating its seven years as a promotion on sat on September twenty fourth in Maine. We picked we picked the the seven year anniversary show for this, the two hundred fiftieth episode for Choco Pro. We're just accidentally nailing all of these timings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Limitless Wrestling, uh, for those of you that don't know, is an independent wrestling company that was founded in Maine. They, honest to God, were like holding the independent wrestling scene down during the pandemic. They yeah. had constant matches on YouTube for free. All, all, pretty much all their matches, as far as I can tell, are on there for free. And we decided that we'd give some of the originals in Limitless Wrestling some love for the matches we've picked. Yeah. Those matches are some as... Some of the people who have really been holding it down and not really gone... Well, I, would, I don't want to say not gone anywhere else, because some of them have, but like mostly have been wrestling for Limitless mm-hmm. and have been huge names in, growing, the, like, in Limitless Wrestling. Bigger names, for those of you in the independent scene that might actually know, is Alec Price. Yeah. I love me Alec Price. I learned about him during the pandemic, and it has made me a fan of him and by proxy this promotion. So, we're going to be doing... Our matches are as follows, as we pick these. Ace Romero versus Alec Price, who, if I recall correctly, on the 24th, are having a title versus career match. I assume it's the blow-off to their feud. Probably. These two have had for, like... I, I, that pandemic, does that actually. does That does sound like a blow-off to a feud. A, a title versus it. career match does... Now that I think about it, actually, Alec Price and Romero's feud started in the pandemic. Yeah? Because the match I had us pick was their second match. Or their, their it was their rubber match for their first three matches. And I remember being like, when did this fucking start? Right. It's that far back. Then that ended, and then it got reignited, because I think Price is the champion right now of Limitless. Anywho. That makes sense. We're going then Ricky Smokes versus Love Doug. <laughs> Love, Love Doug! God, a name we haven't heard in forever that we were robbed of from an Alec Price match. We got Big Beef, though, which is good. Yeah, Big Beef is also solid. And then we're getting Rip Bison versus Robert Martyr. Garden State Pros... Robert won. Martyr, a name a name we haven't heard in Limitless a lot, but a name we've been hearing in Garden State Pro a lot recently. Robert Martyr is a very, very promising young wrestling talent. So I'm excited to see this match. Me as well. And that is our lineup for next week. Yeah, so that just leaves us with the plugs, uh, which, of course, you can go follow us on any... You should follow Indie Waters on Twitter, at Indie Waters. You can go follow the Countout Network on Twitter, at Countout Pod. And you can go subscribe to our Patreon if you want to become a patron uh, and subscribe to us for 3 5 or $10 a month, whatever you're choosing. You'll get a bunch of different perks uh, for, each, for each tier. Of course, at the $10 tier, we have perks like... Uh, our D&D podcast called uh, Cantrips and Clotheslines, uh, where four of us, me, Zach, Ashley, Ryan, uh, and ja- me, Zach, Ashley, Ryan are DM'd by Jared, and we go through, we're going through it a, a fun D&D adventure. It's a live play podcast. All of our characters are wrestling themed. So go check out Cantrips and Clotheslines and go subscribe to the $10 tier for Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a bunch of stuff over there. Also, at the $10 tier, you can get a Jackbox game night every month. Uh, so if you want to, uh, join us for a Jackbox game night, you can become a $10 patron and we will, uh, let you know when our, when the mo- once a month game night is and we will invite you and play some Jackbox games with you. So mm-hmm. definitely join that. Uh, you can also subscribe to our YouTube. You can go follow us on Facebook. You can go follow us on Instagram at CountoutPod now. We have a new Instagram or Countout Network. Uh, so go follow us on all the social medias. Uh, links are in the description down below. So go check those out. Uh, and I think that about does it. Zach, you got anything? Nope. Didn't think so. So that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember, 
there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Count Out Podcast.